Hi everyone, so I found some files on my computer recently. Uh, amongst them were some bits and pieces from an old student radio show that me and G used to do. There's a few bits and pieces that I managed to recover, uh, one of which was an intro for a bunch of bits and pieces of edited audio from all of our shows that I was going to cut together. We were going to put it out after we finished as a kind of a thank you and goodbye to everybody. So it was essentially our best bits from then. Uh, that exact broadcast never got put together because I realised I was doing a, you know, actual microbiology degree that I had to focus on during my third year. So unfortunately, I never got to finish that. But what I did make was an intro for that that involves music from Elder Scrolls games and me doing a bad impression of Gandalf uh, and I was just gonna you know put it up on the Facebook group so people could laugh at it and then I thought what if what if I added more music from Elder Scrolls games and more bad impressions of Gandalf so this is essentially a potted history of the errand of mercy by way of ripping off Elder Scrolls music and bad Gandalf impressions so you know enjoy i guess it's pretty it's pretty good it's all right you'll probably enjoy it okay listen listen to it many years ago two men set out on a quest a quest to produce a radio show of unparalleled mirth and musicality and the show was called sound syringe and they saw that it was good it ran for many years and attracted a small but dedicated following of scholars, intellectuals and attractive young women, all of which listened intently as the two friends argued, chattered and played music over the airwaves. Basically, they just talked a lot and played obscure rubbish that no one else had the balls to air. The two continued to push radio boundaries, inspiring heated debate and playing songs that were far too long for radio. Once Simon played all 15 minutes of Telegraph Road, a mistake he still refuses to accept to this day. The show was called Sound Syringe, and at its peak it was one of the most talked about things in Manchester Student Union. Its multi-award nominated prestige, a testament to the craft and skill that went into dicking about near microphones by Simon and G. its twilight and darkness threatens to fall the faders are down for the last time and the two dashing young rogues who started it all will never be seen again this is our last tribute a final broadcast a requiem for a dream But now, a new age dawns, an age of podcasts and bad language.
Simon and G decide that they can no longer stay silent. They must go out onto the internet and look at things like men who think they are goats and also other things such as perhaps teens doing foolish things. I don't know. It's mostly unscripted. Anyway, they decide to embark on a epic quest. It's less of a quest. It's more of a it's more of an errand. An errand of mercy. Time is quarter to nine on the 20th of February 2013. 
My name is Garrett Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. And you're listening to episode 35 of our Errand of Mercy. And I believe we have some, uh, some well, I might say, some big news, if you want to. Pretty big news. Do you want to address ep- that? Episode 35, I have a, a rather large announcement. I am, I'm getting married, G. Yay! Hey, Can you hear that clapping? That's the the entire internet clapping there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Congratulations, Simon. I'm Thank sure all much. our listeners will be congratulating you as well. Um, and even more importantly than you, um, than you uh, getting married, uh, I'm being your best man. Is that yeah, correct? Which is, which is going to be impressive. We might even, we'll do a live episode of the podcast from the yeah. reception. I'll, 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 do, you, do you want me to do like the wedding DJ? <laughs> we'll do a live show while we're doing that. <laughs> that, would be, that would be excruciating for everyone, I'm sure. <laughs> Instead of um, instead of uh, the best man speech, I've decided to do an hour of material with you. <laughs> no, not great, not a great idea. But yeah, not sure when it's going to be happening yet or anything like that. But yeah, I, I proposed to my girlfriend last Saturday, and uh, and she said yes. So woo and yay, yeah. it's all good. That is good. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's that's what I have to say on the matter. I do apologise to all of the ladies out there. I'm now off the market. I'm sure there'll be. Uh, a couple of of women wringing their hands in frustration. I'm, I'm sure, um, but you know, as always, I'm still single. So, ladies, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> I don't feel I I feel kind of bad passing women off to you. I think you're you're enough of a man in your own right to attract women. You don't need <laughs> my, my help. I I think that's probably true. I hope it's true. <laughs> let's, let's we can all hope for you. <laughs> so yeah going like i mean that's obviously like the big personal news of the week um so you know i thought i'd seg off that quite naturally with some personal stories of my own um, about two cocks (laughs) are we talking bad people or penises that you happened upon um we are talking about a cockerel one of them and a penis the other one is yes a penis um (laughs) so the first one i'll start i'll start off on the cockerel um because like, I think it's like it's a more self-contained story, really. So, um, I was on the train uh, on Thursday. I was uh, going to. I, w- I went down to my parents for the weekend, and before I pulled that, I went to Leeds where my brother lives. So I got on the train from Manchester to Leeds. Um, I guess it was sort of like. I mean, it was about like half or five-ish, I think, I got on the train. So it was like rush hour, kind of. Very, very packed train. Um, so. I did eventually get a seat, um, and it was sort of next to the aisle. Um, and this guy stood next to me with this like little balsa wood box. What with the, with a cockerel in it? Well, yes. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, okay. um, because I I hear this kind of like this sort of scratching and scrabbling noises, and you know this thing's like right next to my legs, so I'm getting a bit kind of freaked out. <laughs> it wants a piece of you. Well. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I was thinking. I didn't know what it was. I was like, you know, it could be any sort of animal. So I look over and there's this dude. The issue about this is, is because it did totally actually happen this way. But it also, in doing so, lived up to a huge number of racial stereotypes. Oh, dear. Because, like, I would say this guy, um, I mean, I know you're not so good at this, but I'd say he was South American, Simon. Okay, fine. Somewhere from South America. Yeah, I mean, I I can't be certain, but he did definitely seem like he might be Mexican. Okay. Um, 
and I kind of like I look at him, and he sort of looks at me. Cause, I mean, and he immediately picks up on what I'm freaking out about, which is his tiny, his jittery, scratchy box he's holding next <laughs> to me. And the guy, he just looks at me, and he sort of he smiles. He's kind of got this big smile, and he just sort of goes, <laughs> he goes, he's a cock. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, like at this point, I'm like, oh, oh, great! I'm like, I'm in an American sitcom, apparently. <laughs> because I mean, this might be a thing. Like, I mean, we have listeners from all around the world. There aren't many Mexican people in Britain. I would say it's a small, it's a small group, small contingent. And I have never in my life seen a cockerel on a train before. <laughs> like maybe like a seeing eye dog or something. A seeing that- eye cockerel, maybe. You well, that, one of those? well, because at this point, I kind of look at them, look at this guy, and I'm like, you like a cockerel. And he goes, yeah, he's he fights, yeah? Oh, a fight, a fighting cockerel. An a illegal fight. fighting cockerel. Is yeah. that illegal? It's illegal, isn't it? It must be illegal. I'm pretty sure cockfighting is illegal. Isn't it? Yeah, so, so he's got illicit cock. That's what you're yeah. telling me. There was a there was a guy on a train next to you with illicit cock. Yeah, there was a there was kind of a sleazy looking dude stood next to me on a train holding his illicit cock in his hand in a box, but in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that's weird. So a that's fighting fucking crazy, right? It was, it was an angry cockerel as well. It wasn't just like a chilled one. It, I mean, no, it wasn't. It wasn't happy. I've never seen an animal fight of any sort. You know. Yeah. I live in hope, but, you know, not yet. But, you know, I imagine he was kind of like a boxer. He's kind of like he's going for a fight. You know, he's kind of getting a bit prepared, doing some skipping or something, maybe, in that box. (laughs) But, yeah, so apparently in the north of England, there are both places where you can go and see cock. There are places you can go and see cockfighting. And, you know... At least two, because you have to travel from one to the other. I exactly. Suppose. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was getting on a train with his cockerel to like the big, the big, I don't know, the big fighting cock meet that they have. Yeah, yeah like so a big like there, there was a title fight, and maybe his was one like the lower down the ranks. You know. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. It was it, on. It was on before everybody else turned up. Yeah, he's 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 his cock's like an up and comer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> A couple of dedicated fans come to see it, but not that many. Yeah. You know, he's, he, that's maybe that's why he's being so open about it. You know, he's just there spreading some buzz about his cock. <laughs> he wants the world to know. Yeah. He's just he's just he's just going to like small fights, you know, they're not they're not like big money or like title fights. But you know, he's getting his cock some exposure, Simon. <laughs> um so yeah, that was my first cock story. That was okay. Thursday. Um that was so Thursday's when, cock. So that that was Valentine's Day cock. Um, so that was <laughs> Lovely. What Thursday. It was um it was my mum's birthday on Saturday, so happy birthday, my mum. Yes, um, indeed. She um so as I say, we went down to Swansea and then um I came back up on a, uh, I came back up to I went back up to Leeds on Sunday night and was like babysitting my niece Monday. Um yes, if you're asking, I still don't have a job. But Anybody who's fancies giving somebody a job, she's hanging about. Yep. Not doing much. Not doing much. Trying not to spend any money. So, yeah, on Monday, um, kind of babysat my niece in the, in the morning, then in the afternoon came back to Manchester. Um, so I had, I had some stuff to do in town. 
I was in the Armdale, which is always a source of crazy stories. Yes, like there's indeed. Always, there's always something going on in the Manchester Did, Armdale. Was it in the Armdale you witnessed that Lovecraftian bear ceremony? That is true, yes. Yeah. I don't know what episode, that previous episode, I have seen yeah, a pagan ritual around teddy bears in the Arndale Centre. Yeah. Um, I need to use the uh, the public facilities, let's say. Yeah. I, I, so, and it, it was a sitting occasion. Of course. Um, so there I am um, in a cubicle. And, you know, you're in the cubicle. I didn't have any magazine or something. So you're just kind of looking around, seeing what's going on in there. <laughs> what's happening? Uh, Rip and reading was, a bit of the graffiti? Um, there was, there, yeah, there was an advert there for a job, a particular sort of job. Unfortunately, you know, based on what the guide written, I, I didn't suit the role. It had a phone number and underneath the message, need a teen cock, comma, will pay 20 to 40 pounds. <laughs> what, what, like in a jar? What does well, he mean? I, I mean, I think what we're getting there is this man needs a teen's penis for something. <laughs> for some kind of possibly a ritual maybe yes. uh maybe a, a summoning yeah and like but okay the thing is that was that was basically the only piece of graffiti in the toilet it was quite a small piece and like obviously i know like with adverts you need to be you know you don't want to go into too much detail you want to be straight yeah. to the point but like i was sitting there for a little while thinking about this and there's a lot of detail missing from that advert there is like are you a guy or a girl are you looking for? Are you a guy who's looking for a teen cock for a girl? He knows. Well, What's I mean, going on? we're we're in a men's restroom, so and I'm, also I'm, we're assuming that, like, I think it's fair to assume that would be a dude. Yeah, I think it's a dude looking for another teen dude's cock. Yeah, and offering to pay twenty to forty pounds for it. Now, I don't know the go the like the going rate for, for teen, teen cock, <laughs> but like. I don't know. For me, that seems low. That does. <laughs> it does like, seem like, you know, that's not a huge amount of money, really. Or does he just want to look at it? Does well, he want to be- behold its its beauty, does its new bowl beauty? Is he gazing on the cock? Is he is he doing some sort of activity with it? And if it is some sort of activity, you know, how much of an activity is it? Exactly. Like, so, we'll, you know. we'll, we'll pay 20 to 40 pounds to regard a cock. <laughs> To gaze upon its beauty in awe. And then the next thing, a teen cock. Now think about that. Like, there's a small, like, I mean, he's already limiting the time frame. He quite is, a yeah. Bit. Like, for the longevity of this penis that he is, <laughs> he is wanting here. But, like, even more than that, like, only a portion of that is sort of legitimate legal cock. Yeah, exactly. You're looking at about two years of legitimate cock. Yeah. And another five years, five, six years of illicit cock. Yeah, incredibly illicit. You know, I mean, I'm not approving of it if that's what he's after, but you really, that should demand a premium. (laughs) You're saying that there's an issue of supply and demand, which means that, like, it's going to be a lot more. Yeah, a £20 note is not going to cut it there, is it, really? Especially if it's illicit. Yeah, exactly. If you're about to get buying illicit teen cock on the open market, I think you're going to have to put down a higher offer on your cubicle advert. Really? Do you do you agree with you me? Should have, you should have left a competing offer. I should have. Shouldn't I? Like, we'll pay, we'll pay sixty to seventy-five pounds to specifically only look at and maybe touch a cock. <laughs> Brackets teen, if possible. <laughs> legitimate only yeah legitimate legitimate only absolutely Um, cannot host (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, I think like I'm just gonna say like due to a writing adverts for for cock in in toilet cubicles, you got to be more specific. Either be more specific or leave more room open for negotiation. <laughs> just say need need a cock of someone aged. You know, put your age put the age range around. After 18 to 35 18 to 35 looking for a cock aged 18 to 35 call this number will negotiate you know yeah do you think that this is part of like do you reckon he's put ads up on craigslist as well and this is just one of the many kind of advertising avenues that he he pursues in his lust for teen cock I mean, like, you know, Simon, if you're either buying or selling anything in this day of age, you've got to, like, you've got to use all the sort of different platforms open to you. You know, I'm talking, like, magazines, internet, you know, maybe cold calling, you know, leaflets, you know, it's a slow economy. Marketing is more important than ever, Simon. Cold calling for teen cock. Is that what we're (laughs) suggesting? It works. I'm, start, I'm starting an a um a, an edgy Channel Four sitcom. It's called Cold Calling for Teen Cop. It's going to have that guy from the Inbetweeners in it because everybody loves him. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That, wow. That... So you've you've had some strange cock experiences over the last couple of days. That's weird. I, yeah, I would say that's true. Yeah, two different types of cock, both odd experiences. I would say. <laughs> experiences that made me think simon i think that made you think about things the world the the way that we market our our need for certain kinds of appendage yeah whether whether it be a need for companionship or a need to see blood sports you know yeah just how we go about those things just something to think about you know consider that this week (laughs) like i mean i guess this is kind of follows on from my argument about marketing here um, yeah. as well because um, you know if that was someone more kind of like in the market for a particular product i guess we could say yeah we could. Um, but you know you also have different types of marketing sort of like brand recognition and i guess this is kind of like a brand recognition it's the world of uh, propaganda yes so, indeed a, a strong brand a in strong propaganda. Pro- yeah a few weeks ago we discussed what North Korea have been up to. Um, if you remember, they posted a video on their YouTube account, which I believe I linked on the uh, Facebook group. That's uh, facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy. Um, I posted the link to their YouTube account. And they posted a video, um, a propaganda video, which part of it used footage from uh, the Activision game Call of Duty. Yes, indeed. Um, they've been up to it again. Like what? Almost identical mo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they just do not give a fuck. This is a country that's like fuck it, come and get us. Yeah, pretty much. So North Korea has um has kind of he's made a new uh, video, um, which uh, right, okay, I'll, I'll read you the text. Words spoken by the United States, a country that uses the law of jungle as the law of survival for fitness, is meaningless. As a yes. result. North Korea, high-level nuclear test conducted against American imperialist invaders is a nuclear deterrent that protects our sovereignty. So that was the message they were okay. that's, um, If that's all it is, you know, I'm actually pretty happy. Um, if that's un- all they want to do. Uh, underneath uh, sort of that message uh, was playing the theme tune from the hit video game Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. <laughs> you were kidding me. <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's awesome. I like the way they didn't go straight for the Skyrim music. They were like, we better keep this on the down low. What, like Morrowind? No, not that down low. You want people to work it out. We just don't want it to be too obvious. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, North Korea. Obviously, obviously, North Korea very into video games at the it moment. Appear so. Well, I was reading something recently about they've funded their um, their nuclear program using gold selling on MMOs. <laughs> they've had they've had computers farming gold using bots, and then they've been selling that to bot to people who can't be bothered to get gold themselves on MMOs, and then for your World of Warcrafts and what yeah, have you. that kind of thing. And then they've been using that money to um, to fund their nuclear their nuclear pro- uh, project at the moment. So you know, if you've ever bought like if you've ever been on cash gold auctioning sites, you've helped fund North Korea's nuclear weapons project. So well done. Also, if you're just paying, I mean, you, do you, you you've bought stuff, you buy stuff on free to play games, don't you? Uh, yeah, occasionally. You buy, I'll, I'll never do. <laughs> I, I I do that. Well, that's that's a that's a discussion for a different that's time. We, I think we already blew our quota for conver- nerdy conversations this month with that elongated discussion about Q last week. That, so that I'm not going to go into that. Yeah, we're not. We can't. We can't address anything else on that front. But yeah, so basically, but what I'm saying, Simon, is that you've been funding North Korea's nuclear program. So. Oh, I know. I've been paying my money to Valve, so that's oh, fine. Right. That's fine. All right, that's cool. They're building <laughs> their own nuclear weapons, probably. I don't probably. Know. I mean, if there's one company I was going to find out had nuclear weapons, I think it would probably be Valve. Yeah, because they're, they're so nice. Exactly. They're, they're almost too nice. No, totally. Uh, that's that's like I, I'm I'm definitely predicting in the next couple of years. Valve are going to just like announce that they have a base on the moon. Like that's why they haven't made Half Life Episode Three. They've been spending so, all that money on a moon base. Yeah, a secret mo- base on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> um, and now they're going to take over the world. That's I mean, awesome. They probably do a pretty good job. Like yeah. I mean, team works fairly well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because well, there was there were some dodgy times in the in the early days of Steam that makes me worry about their early war effectiveness. But North Korea is not the only crazy ass dictatorship that's having kind of, I would say, sort of propaganda tech troubles uh, <laughs> this week. Because, like, I mean, obviously, you know, North Korea had done it before; they did it again. But like, other pariah states are muscling in on that action. Oh yeah. Uh, as Iran announced uh, the creation, it, it built a new stealth fighter jet. Um, oh, obviously. Cool. Yeah, so I mean, it looks like I mean, it looks like every other kind of plane. I mean, I don't know the exact details of it. It's called the um, the Kaha Three One Three, which I imagine is probably just a rebadged re, uh, like MIG or like Chinese plane or something. Yeah, they've they've slapped some new badges on something that somebody else has made. Yeah, and it's like, hey, it's Iranian now. So you know, they want to show this off the world, and so they release some uh, press pictures uh, for people to look at. Um, the picture purports to show the plane flying above a mountain uh, in sort of somewhere in Iran. The only problem is, is that the plane's really just been obviously been photoshopped over a picture of a mountain. Now that's its uh, that's its stealth field. That's what that is. It's a stealth <laughs> um, field. It just makes it looks fo- looks photoshopped. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, maybe, but they have found an identical picture of the mountain without the plane on it. Um, okay. and then well, on, just with the plane f- pasted on top of that photo and also once you realise that 
you realise that what you can see on the plane is the reflections from all of the lights in the hangar they were displaying it in. <laughs> That's awesome. That's beautiful. <laughs> like, there's wow. kind of, like, a really clear sort of, like, um, yeah, as I say, a, a light over the top and sort of blue and green lights around and the bottom of the plane that they were using to show off how awesome their plane was. We've got this we've got this amazing plane. Does it fly? Ooh. <laughs> yes and no. It looks <laughs> like it flies if we photoshop it. But but it also looks really good in a uh, looks really good in a hangar. Yeah. With lights. I, yeah, it's kind of like it's a it's kind of it's more of a showroom model this one, <laughs> you know. Still working but, out the bugs. Yeah. Um you know, kind of like you know the thing you do when you stand in front of a blue screen and pretend you're surfing? It yeah. can kind of do that. It can do that it effect. Can kind of do that. <laughs> like you can't pretend to surf, but it could look like it's flying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, Iran's military. I mean, it. I kind of. It fills me with hope for the future in a way. Yeah. Because it suggests that North Korea and Iran aren't actually as scary as we thought they yeah, were. Maybe, maybe they they they're just they're just kind of bumbling through, doing their best like everybody yeah. else. Exactly. You know, yeah. they're just scraping along. You know, trying to do what they can, playing some video games stealing a copy of photoshop for that tutorial hey we can just we can just do this hey (laughs) hey steve come in here people from other rooms come in here look what i can do with this photoshop people will totally believe that this thing flies if we photoshop it this way i can totally picture because i mean we're both people who because we know about computers have been in a situation where we've done like a really i mean i i know i've done it done like a really sloppy photo job shot uh, photoshop job on something right yeah yeah and like but like the people who don't know like the people who got you to do it are always like oh whoa, that's amazing <laughs> you're like really Re- yeah okay really? I'll, t- I'll take that you know <laughs> you want to buy me a drink or like give me a bonus <laughs> or something that'd be great <laughs> um a, a country that's doing it absolutely right though in the future that, yeah. that that I'm very impressed with. It's the thing that I learned earlier on today. I've um, that I decided I had to speak about. Um, South Korea has cyber cops. Did you know this? Of, of course, of course, South Korea has cyber cops. Oh. Do, you, do you know what? Do you know no. what their cyber co- crimes unit's called? Please, it's called the Cyber Terror Response Center. Nice. It's called the CTRC. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> it's the best thing man and not only that yeah they've got a school that works within the ctrc which trains people to be like cyber super cops oh that's amazing it's so fucking cool um so you've got they're essentially taking kids who play games and yeah. making them into internet super super policemen that's fucking like how come South Korea, whenever we do a story about South Korea, is just doing something like ridiculously awesome? Yeah. It's really funny, isn't it? Whenever we do something about North Korea, it's always about them fucking up in some sort of comical way. Yeah. And when we do about South Korea, it's about them training cyber police or building a cyberpunk island. Yeah, do you remember exactly. That? Yeah. <laughs> South Korea, you're doing it right. You're doing yeah. the future exactly right. Because they so that Seoul enlisted the first thirty students um last year. 
so they're going to be um, trained by the South Korean army to seek the... Well, I, it's quite difficult to read because it's kind of in English, but it's an amazing English sentence. Okay. What they're going to be doing is seeking to nurture warriors to fight in cyber warfare amid growing cyber terror threats from North Korea and to secure a stable supply of specialists. I really like... It's it's the, like in my mind it's the matrix like that's the yeah. only way this can be happening right yeah exactly it's it's like it's 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 the matrix is what's happening it's all slightly green they're all wearing like shades but like in the real world they're wearing like sort of virtual reality helmets or something yeah and like yeah and they're fighting North Koreans in cyberspace and yeah. I bet they call it cyberspace because they probably it's, do because that's like, actually what it is in two thousand and three the so CTRC 10, yeah. yeah they've been around for a long time man yeah. Over six months, they re- uh, they received forty thousand complaints. Mm. Twenty two thousand of those were related to online gaming. <laughs> so, like that means that in South Korea, if you scam somebody for items in an online game, like the cyber police will literally come and get you. Yeah, hopefully in cyber ways. Not like they won't. They like. Oh, I kind of like. I'm trying to work out how this happens. Like. Like that'll be it. The, like the, you'll be like trapped. Like the bad guys will be trapped in some sort of like virtual reality hacking competition. Yeah, Just, you know, imagine with several keyboards, you know, yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, and like. And just as they're beat, they kind of like throw things down. It like reveals their location, and like all the riot vans come up. Yeah, we've got them. We've got them. Send in the vans. And because it's a because it's like um, because it's like a movie. Like obviously, like the cyber cop. Like even though he's not arresting him, he'll be standing like in a dark doorway behind, watching it all go down. Yeah, just like nodding. Nodding to himself as he turns off the LED cyber interface display attached to his spinal modem. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's amazing. And then he goes home to his Android wife. (laughs) Yeah, not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about the Android wife after watching Black Mirror a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Uh, I I, I haven't been watching those because, like, I I don't know. (laughs) You don't know. You you're not feeling it. No, I don't know why I'm not watching them. Oh, okay. You need to watch them. I watched like one of the first series. It was all right. Yeah, the, this the the most recent ones have been pretty crazy. It's getting crazier as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, cyber cyber terror response center. You're doing it so right. Good work, South Korea. The coolest yeah. police team in the world. <laughs> I reckon they're a bunch of young guns as well because they're all kids. So it's like in the middle of the 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 um the Seoul like police precinct there's just all these kids just rolling through in like really high-end fashion and all of the old cops hate them they're like it's those damn kids from ctrc again they they don't hate them like they've got a grudging respect yeah yeah but they just kind of look up at them and give them a single grimmest nod and then go back to their work they kind of like don't take that tone with me punk i've been walking the streets longer and you've been alive (laughs) but then by the end of the day and like once they've caught the cyber serial killer, they've realised that the streets have changed, Simon. Yeah, exactly. The streets aren't streets anymore. They're cyber streets. Cyber streets with neon doorways. <laughs> they whenever they catch the criminal, there's like one guy who like interfaces between the CTRC and the actual police force, and they're like, "We've got his location." And then one of the other policemen are like, "What are we going to do now?" And then he points at him and he goes. Let you guys go to work. 
<laughs> and then somebody cocks a shotgun because it's the only way to punctuate yeah. that sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Do <laughs> yeah. you so, hear about Joe Biden? No. What happened to Joe Biden? Um, I, this just shotguns made me think of this. Um, like, so, you know, in, in the States, they've got this sort of gun debate going on. This little gun. Like, <laughs> a bit a, you said that, like, it's just like something these crackpots are into talking yeah. about guns. It's like you know, the biggest thing. You know, these, these yanks with these their yanks wacky with, kind the... of, with their wacky ideas about guns, you know. <laughs> um, so, like, Joe Biden was doing, like, a, a sort of um, Q&A thing. Um, and someone asked him, kind of, like, if ha- like I uh, won't the assault weapon ban like mean we can't defend our kids or something you know that sort of question yeah that that kind and, of question and Joe Biden continuing in his goal to be like the most awesome dude he's not the awesome guy of the week but he is just repeatedly awesome a lot of the time yeah but it's like listen you know you don't want an assault rifle it's overly complex you don't need that many rounds what I have is a double barrel shotgun and I always say to my wife if you think there's someone hanging Hanging around outside, just go on the balcony and, sh- and fire a shot into the air. That'll scare him off. <laughs> yeah, it gets the it gets the point across quicker than an assault rifle of some kind. You'd be fine. Yeah, just just sneak around. Yeah, just just fire a shotgun randomly into the air. That'll yeah. keep you safe. <laughs> yeah, that's what I suggest as well. Erin of Mercy says today, if somebody's giving you trouble, fire a shotgun into the air, and you know it'll probably be fixed almost instantly. But I'm just sort of picturing like Joe Biden now, like outside, like on the porch of a White House in like a rocking chair <laughs> with, with just like shotgun. a shotgun and just like these these kind of these kids come up and he just like cocks his shotgun. It's like, keep moving, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to have to introduce you to old yellow. <laughs> I thought old yellow was the dog they killed. Yeah, old yellow is the dog they killed, but he named his gun after old yellow. Oh, right, fair In right. respect for Old Yeller. Yeah, out of respect for the movie character. Yeah. That all Americans go on about. Never yeah. seen that film. All um, I know, yeah. it's purely a film I know through references from, like, friends and stuff. Actually, yeah, that's true. I have, like, this, I have an entire, like, catalogue of things I only know about because other people talk about them. Exactly. I mean, it's like that whole thing about, well, I mean... For example, do you remember a few months ago I posted something on my blog because I I'd never seen Alien. Oh yeah, yeah. And I wrote it. I wrote a summary of Alien, having never seen it. And basically, everyone's like, "Yeah, no, you're pretty much spot on." It was pretty close. Yeah. yeah. The only difference. Close. The only difference was I thought she had a cat, and I thought it was a dog. Yeah. And that was basically it. Was and like the way that Ash acted was different as well. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, but. but, yeah. but I was pretty. I was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you were pretty close. And it's um, that thing, you know. We just pick up on stuff like through cultural os- osmosis, the plot to movies, how to deal with guns, you know? <laughs> how to name and deal with guns. <laughs> Speaking of guns, I recently bought a uh, a toy gun from uh, from the internet. Of course you did. <laughs> for, you know, a costume I'm working on. And it came through, and it's one of the most realistic things, looking things I've ever bought. Like, you could totally rob, rob a store with it. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like the most irresponsible eBay store in the world, selling loads of these, like, what look like high-power assault rifles. And it looks crazy realistic. But it's actually just made of, like, plastic or oh, something. Oh, yeah, it's, like, really poor quality. It'd fall apart if you dropped it, but... Yeah. but 
it's it, but it looks really real, and I'm quite impressed. They're all like full scale. You can find them on eBay. Like I'm not going to tell you where to find them because I'm not going to join the like the irresponsibility train. But yeah, yeah, it's like it's like you could totally rob a shop with these guns. Here's where you can buy yeah, them. Exactly. I'm not yeah. going to tell you that, but yeah, yeah, it's crazy, irresponsible. But but thank you for the realistic prop gun that I will be using as part of my costume this year at an anime convention. When I was a kid, my mum would never let us have toy guns. Yeah, that that happens a lot. Yeah, um, like I I think I had a water pistol, like a really crappy little water pistol, not like one of these massive super soaker things that all kids seem to have. Yeah, it's like you know, it's just like a proper like little like pistol. Um, and yeah, that was the only gun I ever had. Do you remember like, summer during summertime in like English suburbs? Like the the the, the super well, soaker no, pecking order. No, no, because I didn't grow up in England. Where so did I'm you grow up? Wales. Oh, sorry, wherever. You know, they're, they're, it, it basically belongs to England. It's essentially <laughs> oh, the same oh, thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. I see Lines. where you're going. Lime, Simon. Like there's certain things you can get away with. <laughs> You know, I'm joking. Don't make fun of this. Don't fun of make a, this dragon will not run, Simon. <laughs> this dragon doesn't run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Wales is a massively culturally distinct and and separate and interesting country in its own right. But I yes, feel that in in countries in Europe, in kind of European suburban yeah, no, I'm, countries, I'm pretty sure summer playing around with water pistols was identical, like whichever side of the border you sat there on. There was always that one kid, wasn't there, whose parents had bought him the best super soaker, and he was like warlord of the street. Did you have he, this? Like the thing I always say about this, there was like one kid on my school in my school who had like all of the best toys. Like he had absolutely all the best. He had this like, and his his dad and him had this like massive model train set in the oh, attic as dick. well. You know, he had all this stuff, and I can remember, and this has stuck with me for so long. There was like, um, we're at Scouts one day. Um, and there was like one of the one of the older boys was also in the scouts, and I was saying like I said to him, "I'm like, is there anything he doesn't have?" And this guy just looked at all of us, like all of us young kids, you know, we're still in the ways of the world, and he just said, he "Doesn't have a life." <laughs> <laughs> That's harsh, but he does. It, it's and- harsh but true, and I like I enjoyed his I enjoyed his words of wisdom, and they've stuck with me ever since. You know, on the uh, on the street where I lived when I was little, there was one kid who who had a. Really Really powerful super soaker. It was like one of the first ones that had battery operated parts. Actually, that's um, just ridiculous. Yeah. It had a spinning barrel with a really inefficient motor in it that had yeah. made a really loud whining noise. And it did the thing that movie miniguns do, where it had to wind up to a certain speed before it <laughs> fired. So you could know, like, people would be playing with super soakers and then this. <laughs> sound would happen everybody would be like shit get inside <laughs> he'd just be like coming down the road like fucking terminator with this spinning barreled super soaker thing it was it was pretty intense that like is, yeah. fucking sarajevo but with <laughs> super soakers you see i i can't I've, i don't know if i've mentioned this before but like i always remember at our school like and it's always like i always think it's a funny kind of like sign of the times i grew up in um was that kind of like like i i think for my parents it being like so cowboys and indians was what you played you know yeah, so yeah. some people the indians some people the cowboys um and i always remember one of our teachers telling us obviously because like 
I, one of my favourite films ever is Zulu, and yeah. you know, it's a really massive film in Wales. Yeah. You know, um, and one of our teachers was saying how, like, once, like, that everyone in their village, there's like two villages either side the valley, and everyone in their villages dressed, and all the kids in their village dressed up as Zulus by putting like grass in their socks. <laughs> so, it looked like. so that was their thing. Um, yeah. But my thing growing up when you were playing that sort of game. Um, was it was Serbians versus NATO. No one ever wanted to be the Serbians. <laughs> really? Yeah. That was a thing? Yeah, that was our thing. Like, <laughs> I think, yeah, could it, like, you, you kind of, like, because I guess, you know, we were just very with the times, you know. <laughs> That's crazy, Serbia. We all, you wouldn't want to be the Serbians, do you? You're fighting a losing battle already <laughs> there. No, yeah, I mean, no, no one wants to be Serbia, so I mean... <laughs> no, but not even Serbia wants to be <laughs> Serbia. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just always think that's kind of, I, that's like an interesting thing I always think, at, you know, kind of like, what? Do, and I wonder if what the kids these days are doing. Are they playing Taliban, you know? Well, I don't know, but I can tell you, um, I can tell you what they are doing, in fact. Yeah. I have a, I have a blog that I'd like to speak about this week. We're not going to do, like, blog of the week sections because i think that's beyond the pale for even us um this is a this is a blog um which i'm kind of using in place of creep or creation this week um it's 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 the twist is you know they're all creeps this is, <laughs> this is a blog called you play video games so are you fat ugly or slutty uh this is a blog where where female gamers can uh, post anonymously or not anonymously depending yeah. on their choice. Um, things that boys have said to them while they've been playing games online. Uh, nothing nothing worse than the dude playing a video game. <laughs> nothing worse. Like, it is, like, there's something about, like, simulated violence and competitiveness that, that brings out the horrific misogynist in us all. Totally, yeah. One of the um, reasons that I, I, I play Dota 2 with my now fiancé, and she's she's always like, you need to... Simon, you need to calm down. It is only a game. I was like, you see what he did? You see what he did? I was trying to push that tower and he fucks off back down the lane. She's like, yeah, but he's probably only 14. You probably shouldn't have said he should die in a fire. I'm like, fuck that guy. Fuck him and everybody. He'd... And then I'm like, oh no, I'm doing it, aren't I? She's like, yes, you're doing it. You see, I, I mean, it's something, because I, I do always see that in other people. Like, I always remember I used to live in a house with, like, a, an Xbox with, like, TeamSpeak. And we had, like, Call of Duty. We had a couple of Call of Duties. And I think we had Far Cry 2. Uh -huh. And just, like, some of the other dudes would get really kind of, like, into insulting people over TeamSpeak. Yeah. But I just never got that worked up about a video game, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I think that... that there definitely it definitely takes a type of person and I struggle against it. And it doesn't happen as much anymore now that I'm a bit more of a well rounded personality. But would mm. you like to um, would you like to hear what some of the um some of the less well rounded personalities playing games on the internet have to say? No, but I think we should anyway. <laughs> we should we should let the internet know. Just to, like, you know, women, if you if you play games and you get insulted, you are not alone. Maybe you might want to share shame blame and shame, share and shame these people on uh, yeah. on this lovely blog called fatuglyorslutty.com. That's what it's mm. called. Um so this is a, a message somebody um got from a guy at the bottom of a scoreboard after a great game on Black Ops Two. The message goes as follows. You down for a cream pie. You look like it. 
Uh, what? Yep, that's by, that's from typical hater there. Um, so he he just said he wanted to ejaculate in I in her in her vaginal cavity. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's what, what he said. Getting out there. That's what he was suggesting he wanted oh, to do. It's quite. That's that's a good. That's a strong start, isn't it? It's a very strong start. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems an odd assumption to make as well. From yeah, that, it's it's weird. Like you were good at Black Ops Two. Do you want me to spunk inside you? There are. <laughs> mm, it's a it's a jump. Fair. You're but... making a jump. I, I can't really understand the jump you're making there. <laughs> All right. Let's hear some more. Uh, this next one uh, comes from Inkindle. This. Uh, he was playing a game of Borderlands 2 with a lovely lady and her boyfriend, and um, he sent her this message. Now, I want to see. We're going to play a bit of complete the dodgy chat-up line. I want to see okay. if you know this one, G. Listeners at home, you can play along too. Do you live on a chicken farm? Uh, do you live on a chicken farm? You see, my mind's immediately thinking this must be a cock joke. <laughs> yes, you're doing well. But can do you, you li- do you need a cock? I don't know. Do you live no. on a chicken farm because you sure know how to raise cocks? Da-da. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, he's making an erection joke. He's getting an erection from her ability to play the first-person shooter Borderlands Two, <laughs> and he should probably talk to somebody about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, I. Like I can just picture this dude, his therapist. I like I get a boner from watching other people do headshots in video games. Is that normal? <laughs> Is that normal? I can't get hard unless heads are exploding. <laughs> Said the actress to the bishop. Carry on. So this is a this is a string of messages. Somewhat more. Um, these are tinged with a kind of childlike innocence that I think we can all enjoy. It's a it's less violent and horrible. These ones they're just kind of sweetly naive. And the right. uh, the lady that received them from Basting Tub Six Seven One Nine said <laughs> said, "Isn't this just the sweetest thing? This guy seems to think we're meant for each other after a game of Halo Reach." The first right. message says. Let's be Xbox boyfriend, girlfriend. That's a question mark at the end of that sentence. All right. Next, um, good old basting tub says, are you girl? <laughs> See, I would have found out that one first, personally, but you know. He then follows up with, um, with this is a couple of hours later. You know, he's left it for a bit and he's gone. He's, 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 letting, it, he's, he's letting it cool, he's you like, know. She's not said anything. I should probably, I should, I'll, I'll have another go. What should I say? Should I say something new? Or the same thing. I think I'll try the same thing again. Hi, let's be Xbox boyfriend, girlfriend. And then he adds a smiley face. Oh, you know, just to show that he's serious. He's kind of nicer, but he's still um, still, still not great. Still not doing great. Uh, Next we have um, Next Level Mark. Uh, Next Level Mark says 1,600 Microsoft points for a nude message back. That's um that's next level mark illegally soliciting for um for pornography there on Xbox Live. That's interesting. Do you think people are trading genitals? That happens. It probably happens. Because that's that's, probably... that's, that's not that's like that's that's a reasonable amount of Microsoft points, I mean, man. I don't, that, that's I don't know how, not how how much is that? Is that like I don't know sixteen hundred? Like... I think it's about ten quids worth. So it's not a bad, it's not a bad, it's not ask. A bad deal. So yeah, I mean, 
But the the best thing about this is uh, her boyfriend was playing on her account at that point. So yeah. if he had obliged, he would have received quite a worrying response. Well, that that would have been funny. I I would have. <laughs> Uh, our, I think our final um, our final entry from this. We may return to this blog a number of times, um, yeah. but I don't want to. I don't want to milk this too much. Uh, this is a young lady who, for some reason, she manages to. Um, she seems to inspire very concise uh, messages from um, from young men mm. who uh, who are either impressed or unimpressed by her skills. So, Mill the the L is a one. That's M I one I. He says Dyke. <laughs> Rapping classics says yeah. STD. TP Danky. He says Ho. Uh, Killer Tony eighteen. Uh, he says Whore. Grabowski. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. Kasai Lycan. Bitch with a frowny face. Ooh. Fruity Pebbles says Sex. And uh, I feel that Snowcone XS here, he rounds the whole event off with the rather tasteful douche cunt. Ah, interesting. Yeah. That's one I haven't heard before. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a new one I may be adding to my repertoire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like the one that's just sex. <laughs> yeah, just sex. Not, not, a quite, not a question. Just a statement. Just a statement. Just the word sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's fatuglyorslutty.com that's uh, shaming and sharing the the stupid the stupid boys out there, which is fine by me. It's just fine, yeah. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if people are spending you. If people have ever sent you a message which is just the word sex. Yeah. Please tell us. That yeah, sounds please, hilarious. Yeah. That's amazing. Good work out there, lyrical lyrical gangsters. All I feel. So I think we're kind of coming up for time, but you know, I've got one more story I want to do here, Simon. Yep. Um, do you remember Anton Deck, Simon? <laughs> they're still around, aren't they? Every now and again. Yeah. They, I, like, I think oh, are cur- they dead? No, they're still alive. They're, they're currently doing a Morrison's advert, I believe. That's um, nice. Yeah. Uh, good to stay busy. So, uh, you know, they're you know they're, they're pretty big presenters. They've done, I think, you know, they did I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, Britain's yep. Got Talent, stuff like that. You know, they're big names in this country. Yep. Um, but apparently they're coming to the end of their current contract with ITV. Which what, is in, what, so you mean their, their contract to do anything for ITV? Yeah, because, like, currently they've got, like, they're, like, the face of ITV. So, like, if ITV do a show, kind of, like, their first call okay. to like, present it. Um, and that that contract they've got with that, you know, broadcasting network is coming to an end. And um, and they're sort of weighing up their options. And they're thinking they might take something in a – they might kind of take a new direction. Okay. Um, so the two uh, 37-year-old men are thinking that they might um, they might move away from the United Kingdom and, um, as many have done before, try their luck in the United States. Oh, cool. What are they going to do? They're going to present a show over there, maybe like Piers Morgan's done? Or yeah, I mean, that, that would seem the obvious option. I mean, I, like there are some issues, like obviously Piers Morgan's a fairly well-spoken person, would you say? He sounds like people would expect a British person to sound like... I where would say that... Yeah, he he speaks like I would imagine the devil sounds, but yeah, he's um he's got that kind of stereotypical yeah. English sound. Yeah, um, uh, but like Anton Deck, obviously both famously from Newcastle, and if you remember when Cheryl, um, I believe she's just called Cheryl these yeah, days. Yeah, Cheryl. I believe um, she's, she's considering turning herself into just a symbol soon, but at the moment, at the moment, just Cheryl. 
Um, when she went to the States, that didn't really work out because no one could understand what she was saying because she had a quite a strong Geordie accent. Um, but Ant and Deck have kind of decided to get around the problem of her Geordie accent by uh, pr- by uh, pursuing a silent comedy project. You Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> Ant and Deck are in the process of uh, kind of getting together, kind of looking for producers for a silent TV shirt series that they hope will break the American market. Uh, what? <laughs> That shit ain't gonna fly. <laughs> that's no. not gonna happen. There's no way that's ever going to happen. Ant and Deck, don't go there. They'll eat you alive. <laughs> they will. You're like, just gonna get torn to pieces. Like they go. Like what's gonna happen is like four years from now. Like they're gonna come back to this country and they're not gonna have any money. They're just gonna have the shirts on their backs. Aren't yeah. They? And we'll all have to bring them to our collective bosom and tell them it's going to be all right. It's all all right, Ant and Deck. Ant and Deck. It's all all right. <laughs> shh, shh. I know, I know, I know. She, I know. Liza Minnelli was mean to you. I know. It's fine. Just <laughs> shh. <laughs> you stroke their like their fuzzy yeah. heads. It's yeah. okay. Ants because it, like it, it tried to get in character and has forgotten how to talk, so Deck has to communicate for the two of them. They could be a tragic pen and teller. Because <laughs> I'm assuming one of them would have got really fat at this point. Yeah, I'm almost certainly. I mean, if they go to the states, that's what happens. You yeah. go to the states and you get fat. Um, so yeah, apparently they've got like I, I think I. It, They've got a little bit of time before our ITV contract ends, and I really think just all of us should get involved as our errand of mercy. Yes, is just get in touch with Anton Deck or their or their representatives and beg them not to do this. You know, not because we respect their work or anything like that. It's just that we don't want to see two people destroy their lives. We're worried for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I find you inoffensive, but I wouldn't usually seek out your work intentionally. But but we're just worried, Ant and Deck. Just, we're just we're just worried, Ant and Deck. You know, <laughs> it's not it's not like the old days where you could just like like you could you could just show up on whatever TV show and everything would be fine. You can't do that anymore. It's 2013. <laughs> Times have changed. Do you think one of them like like heard about the artist and just thinks that people are really into silent comedy now? Maybe he does. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> it's really it's it's really unfortunate, isn't it? So yeah, American listeners, just send Ant and Deck a um send them some kind of correspondence this week and just say don't come. So don't come. There are, just, there are wolves. Yeah, if they turn up, just kind of like, please, like, you know, hopefully they won't be able to get out of the airport because, you know, they'll be a bit confused and lost. Just find them, take care of them and put them on the plane back home and we'll we'll make sure they're looked after. The embassy will probably pay for it. <laughs> you get to the British embassy with Ant and Deck and you'll be like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing here? Look, <laughs> didn't you get the letters? Yeah, silent comedy. Are you idiots? Boys, we warned you. We told you not to come, Anton Deck. We begged you not to leave. (laughs) You were safe. Come in. Come in. We've got we've got a a cup of tea, or if you want, a Newcastle brown ale. (laughs) 
sit down, it's fine. Sit on this nice chair until the nice man comes back with your plane tickets. You can start you can start a new show. It's called it's called it's called Red or Black and and uh and you're in a show before like that. Just do that for a bit. Just do that. It's fine. It's not great, but you get paid for it. It, it pays the bills out and deck. <laughs> It's like a TV retirement home is basically what we're suggesting, <laughs> Brant and Deck. I think that's, that might be a good idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think we're going to end the show now. Yeah, end, I think so. End, end of this episode. So yeah, thank you as ever for very much for listening. Um, please tell a friend and tell people who aren't friends. Go up to a stranger on the street and tell them to listen to the show. Like, maybe if you're listening on your iPod, just walk up to someone and put the other, like, headphone into a stranger's ear. Like a like a 21st century mind meld. Exactly. Just spread that around. Um, please, you know, like like the Facebook group, and um, that's facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy. Um, as mentioned before, we're both on Twitter, and we have blogs and stuff. Yeah. So find us on other places on the internet. If, yeah. um, um, also, like because this show is going to go out before it, I'd assume um, next Wednesday. Um, that's Wednesday, the twenty seventh of February. I am performing live at the uh, Castle Hotel on Oldham Street in Manchester. If anyone wants to come along, uh, that's bad language. Starts about seven thirty, and I will be reading a story what I wrote. That sounds fantastic. I unfortunately won't be there because I live in Nottingham, but I will be there in spirit. Spirit. <laughs> in fact, if you take any pictures of G during the event, you'll see my spectral form floating somewhere in the air. Around there will be, yeah, there'll be what I believe um, ghostologists sometimes refer to as an orb representing something. <laughs> an orb, and if you zoom into it really close, it looks like my face. <laughs> ghostologists, really. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the technical term, Simon. Do they have a what's what's a technical name for? A, I'm going to Google this now. What is the scientific <laughs> name, name for, for a ghostologist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you do know, please leave a comment on our Facebook group. Um, we love it when. Well, I mean, I love it when we get uh, sort of messages from listeners. Um, Simon doesn't deal so well with people. Um, I, yeah, you know, I, 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 I can deal with them, but they, they confuse me. <laughs> they're all made up of shapes. I don't quite understand, and they make noises that don't, that just they just they just do things. Um, going back to ghostology, <laughs> ghostology.co.uk. There's a website. Yeah. Um, ghostology: the scientific study and investigation of ghostly phenomena. Well, um, shit, there you go. I was right. You were right. You called I, it. I'm totally. Well, I knew. I mean, don't say I called it because, you know, obviously I know all of the details. I have an NVQ in ghostology. <laughs> NVQ. <laughs> I got it from um, from the uh, the Derek Akora Memorial School of Ghostology. <laughs> yes, that's right, Simon. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> I, how could I forget? You you have it framed on your wall. You keep on sending me pictures of it. <laughs> okay, I think um, we're going to have to cover um, this website in next week's episode because this is awesome. Right. So yeah, keep stay tuned next week when we will be discussing ghostology in more depth. Specifically, ghostology training. 
Our, our this section is currently awaiting development. Oh, hopefully, oh. It will, hopefully it will be improved by next does it week. Have a, does it have a gif of a ghost with a man at work sign? <laughs> no, but I am currently emailing the webmaster to suggest so. <laughs> so on that note, on that note, um, I think that's the end of the show this yeah. week. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll you'll hear us again next week. Yes, indeed. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
ono oni akofi dwuma wo musi owuo adi wo mo abropa wo mo mame aye eno wa bene wa ni yefuna ni nabro wo wu eni pe ba ku ma ku du nanso wo wuo so wo mu wa fa wo mu nyina ko amana ko mu mie no nko a oh ano ma ku osi duaso wo su afrena anaso wo su afreja aje aje agaminko agaminko eke agaminko jumei jumei agaminko eke badue mi mame wo ya mama nkron oba ba ku peno kan ho wo watu ne bosia ene de wa wi emi o Dad, you know, 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 D